Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Good day, Lawrence everyone. Van. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. I'm glad that you could be with me today, and I'm energized today, and I hope you are as well. So thanks for joining me on this particular episode. And during this episode, I'm going to talk about creating wealth. I'm going to go into it a little bit more in depth than I have on some of the previous episodes. But again, our mantra is wealth is more than just money. And so I'm going to be talking about some strategies to attract wealth and also um, strategies for building wealth. So glad you could be with me on this journey. But before I get started, I want to pay uh, homage to uh, one of our previous uh, guest experts, New York-based novelist and poet, Rebecca McFadden. And uh, she's the author of two tremendous books. And I just wanted to uh, let you know more about her. She's the author of the book, Strong Enough for Man and Surfing to Find the One. Learn more about her www.anewenterprises.net. Let me spell this for you. www.anewenterprises.net. Rebecca McFadden, a New York-based novelist and poet, author of two amazing books. Get out there and purchase a couple of her books. The holidays are coming up. Purchase some books uh, for your family members because with COVID-19, we're all in the house. The fall of the year is here now. It's a great time to snuggle up with a great book or a couple of books and read them. Again, uh, thanks goes out to Rebecca McFadden for all the work that she does as an amazing, amazing author and poet. So let's get into it, people. Let's get into the topic today, and it's about attracting wealth. And I have something to say about it. First of all, let me tell you my background. I've been working since the age of 10 in my parents' grocery store, and the name of our store was Vans Grocery and Seafood Market. Original, isn't it? Well, I started working at the age of 10, stocking shelves, handling the register, taking invoices and orders in from vendors, whether it was seafood, whether it was produce, whether it was fish, canned goods, sodas, ice cream, you name it. I did it all starting at the age of 10. But guess what I learned how to do? I learned how to become an entrepreneur in that process. And as entrepreneurs, we're able to do things uh, and, and be creative in terms of how we run a business. And a part of that is creating wealth. You have some wealth on the personal side and you have wealth also on the business side of things. But that's not all. I went on. And I majored in business in college, business and accounting. And then I received a master's in business and accounting. And I worked at uh, Air Force for 20 years, uh, mostly in the financial management area, where I managed uh, some acquisition programs upwards of $3.2 billion. And so I've been around money. I was recruited by Mobile Oil Company as a financial analyst, and I worked for them for two years. And that was a great experience as well put together monthly income reports and budgets and and different things like that for this this major company, Mobile Oil. And so let's talk about creating wealth. 
Uh, I'm a certified financial coach. And so I'm going to take you on a little journey now so that you can learn more about creating wealth and building wealth. First of all, when it comes to wealth, the first investment I'm going to tell you is to invest in yourself. You didn't see that one coming. But the bottom line is in order to learn how to create wealth, you're going to have to have a mindset for money. Remember this, money is energy. And the amount of energy that you put into creating wealth, if that's through work, is through an inheritance, or it's through uh, earning money as an employee, you, in fact, uh, are creating wealth. Now, the difference between a person who actually makes more money and invests in it and a person who makes money and spends it all living pay paycheck is miles apart. But let me just give you something here to think about. Uh, most people don't realize the strategies for building uh, wealth and actually requires you to build up your life. You have to build your life up first. As I stated before, it's your mindset towards money. If it's advertised to you every day that someone's driving a really nice foreign import, then your money is going to go to that. I don't recommend it, but it's your choice. And also, they believe that what they see on television and in the movies, on TV and in movies, that that's real and it's not real for the average person. Uh, what is real is working. But first of all, we got to have a mindset for money. And then looking at money from a mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then financially. So if we looked at the root words, of health and wealth, it comes from the same root, which means wholeness. So wholeness. And uh, some of it in the sense of everything being complete. And so uh, whenever we do things to make our lives wealthier, we should also be doing things to make our lives healthier as well and having a healthy uh, mindset for money. Uh, a person could have a million dollars and if they just spend it all, then they're poor. <clears throat> but if a person is making $100,000, they make $100,000 and they invest it well, they can make a million dollars over time. And so that's something uh, that I'm going to talk about here shortly. So uh, one of the things uh, that we want to do is to have a, a, uh, attracting wealth. We want to have that ability to attract wealth. And uh, we want to ultimately come to that space where we're financially independent. And uh, even if a person has a lot of money to start out in life, uh, they still need to work to make sure that um, it's managed properly by whoever they have to manage it for them. But typically, uh, when it comes to wealth and become financially independent, um, wealthy people don't need to work, work uh, for anybody else or be on a clock for anybody else, but they still have to over, oversee and ensure that uh, the money uh, is working for them. And understand this, that uh, just as there is no overnight successes, neither are people wealthy overnight. Uh, yeah, someone may be able to win the lottery, but they've spent quite a bit of money getting 
uh, to that point where finally their number comes in, but that doesn't happen for people every day. And uh, wealth is really earned by hard work. And uh, you need to, uh, in order to reach financial freedom, you have to take action and look for a job that will pay you more. And so that's another important uh, aspect. As I stated earlier, wealth is energy and energy by its nature must flow. So if we look at the independently wealthy people who keep money working for them, they're creating, maintaining, and growing an energy flow. And that is of a spiritual endeavor. You're like, are you kidding me? And no, that's a principle and a law of nature. And another spiritual principle for wealth creation that is uh, widely recognized amongst those who are financially successful, uh, as an example, is tithing, which uh, isn't necessarily tied to any religion. But uh, the people who are, uh, uh, when you look at tithing, it's a principle that instructs a person to give away at least 10% of his or her money, uh, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annually, uh, to a noble cause, if you will. And it has nothing to do with seeking profit or causes some, some people think such as charities and philanthropic projects as well. So that particular principle is, is also included. And so uh, when we look at uh, people who are financially successful, uh, what they give away, they understand that it will return to them in a greater measure. So it's almost a thing like karma, if you will, that if you give money away, it will come back to you. It may not come back financially, but it'll come back to you in a, in a uh, greater way than had you not done that. So uh, again, look around in your community and find some charitable uh, organizations to donate to and uh, be a part of that success, uh, financial success program. And um, of course, spiritual energy returns to people who make these contributions and brings them more wealth than they gave out. Thus, it's an it's a endless and beneficial cycle. So as I stated before, take a look around your neighborhood for nonprofit causes to support. Perhaps it's a local school, libraries, place of worship, park, recreation department, or children's organization that are all deserving of your support. And also uh, money is a mental issue and a mental game as well. Uh, mentally, uh, we attract wealth by creating a positive mental state where we fully understand and believe that we deserve to be wealthy. Once we've cr created this positive image in our minds, uh, we must have a clear vision of what our lives will be like uh, when we are wealthy. So we uh, envision what we see and, and we say um, meditate on it and it will come to fruition. It happened to me recently as well, and uh, it definitely works. Uh, what we'll be doing uh, with our time, we look at where we live, what things we would do, what we will uh, give to others. So when we put ourselves into that mental state, we bring in the attraction factor. And then also emotionally, we create within ourselves an attitude of gratitude and having an attitude of gratitude even for wealth that we don't actually have yet, it uh, charges up our wealth attraction magnet and helps to bring us about that which we know is coming to us. So it's been in alignment with and in sync with uh, that attraction factor to attract wealth. Remember, our mantra 
for Wealth Academy podcast is wealth is more than just money. And what I just shared with you and express with you is the fact that uh, wealth is, comes into other areas of our lives as well. So let's be about our business right now. And uh, I don't want you to think that you have to have uh, start out with a whole lot of money uh, to generate wealth, but there are some fundamental things that we can all do uh, in order to help position ourselves there. Just make that assessment of where you are right now. Put on that sheet of paper, one left column, all of your assets, anything that you may have, a vehicle that's paid for, a house or a rental property that you may have paid for, uh, some artwork, stocks, well, you know, whatever it may be. And then on the right column, put in all the debts that you have, whether it's a vehicle you're paying for, mortgage, uh, student loans, insurance, whatever it may be, and subtract your debts from your assets. And that takes you to where you are today. And we're just looking at today. We're not concerned about what you did yesterday. We're just working with the present. Tomorrow is in promise. We'll get to that on the next episode, perhaps. But let's start out with this. Um, there are four keys to building wealth, and uh, I'm going to share them with you. And uh, it's going to help you unlock your wealth building potential. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Number one, numero uno, get in out and stand out of debt. My, 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 that's an entire episode all by itself because we do live in a, uh, con a consumer um, economy. We're marketed to every day, we, if, whether it's our personal devices, whether it's television, radio, you name it, billboards, you name it, social media, you name it. We're marketed to every day. So there's a propensity, and especially around the holiday times, to shop more than perhaps we had planned for because may not have had a budget that we should have. So let's look at it like this. The only good debt is paid off debt. Now we've gone out here and we've created some, some debt. Now let's go pay for it. So the more money you send to banks and loan payments, the less money you have to save and invest for your future. And uh, trying to save and invest while you're still in debt, it's like running a marathon without with your uh, feet chained together. Get that out of your life first, then you can start thinking about building wealth. So number one of the four items that I'm going to discuss for building wealth is to get out of debt. And if you don't have any debt, let's keep it that way. We only need to, to purchase what we need. Uh, oftentimes purchases are made on things that we want. Uh, people uh, often say that they want to go out and uh, have uh, that old retail therapy, so to speak, whereby they just go out, whatever they see, they purchase it. I put it on a credit card. It seems convenient. The next thing you know, when the bill comes in, you're like, who ordered this stuff? <laughs> so number one, getting out and staying out of debt. Number two, and I've mentioned this before on a previous uh, episode, is to have a fully funded emergency fund. Um, could be as a result of COVID-19, you're out of work, you have money, enough money set aside to sustain you for six to nine months, or do you have other sources? Perhaps you have retirement pay, you might have a 401k plan, 
you may have um, some other uh, investments out there that's paying you, but uh, you need to have a fully funded um, emergency fund, car breaks down or you have a medical emergency. And um, sometimes we just simply need to have something set aside just in case. Um, some people recommend three to six months. I recommend six to nine. Uh, and that's that will cover expenses and uh, savings accounts before you start investing. So uh, don't touch it unless it's a real emergency. And retail therapy happens not to be one of them. <laughs> but if you go shopping, just shop at a discount. Uh, that's that's much better. You basically purchasing the same thing for less price. To me, that's a good day. And, and so I, I really encourage you. So number two is uh, having a uh, emergency fund set aside. Number one was getting out of debt and staying out of debt. Number two is having a fully funded emergency fund. Now, number three, we're moving right along three or four, investing 15% of your income for retirement. And I've talked about this before in a previous episode is to take out a certain amount of money. Uh, I had even uh, conducted some research that says, even if you save five to $10 per pay period, it will still end up being more than nothing at all. And so uh, I can remember when my mother she used to set aside a certain percentage of her money for Christmas fund for, for all 10 of us children and my dad as well. And uh, when Christmas came, uh, we would have a house full of toys. You almost think it's a toy store, <laughs> but with 10 kids, yeah, it's understandable. And uh, they set aside that money and it taken out into the bank account and they purchased us the things we want. They worked hard during the year. So they sold and then they reaped at the end of the year, at least as kids did, uh, with gifts from our parents, something that we could uh, remember. So uh, when it comes to investing, let's say 15% of your income for retirement, uh, you want to approach this aggressively. It can be more than 15%, but this is a good starting point. So when you're debt free and have money in the bank to cover emergency, uh, it gives you a foundation that you need to start saving for retirement. And uh, you can say of the gross income you make, let's say if you make $100,000 a year, that's just an example, and you take 15% of that, uh, that's a pretty sizable amount that can go into your retirement account like a 401k and or a Roth IRA. And so again, it's something is better than nothing. And so uh, when we look at our creating wealth, uh, these provide some really great examples uh, for people to consider. And uh, the fourth thing is to pay off your home early. Now, uh, research has found that the average millionaire pay off their homes in about 10 years, a little bit over 10 years. And um, two thirds of them uh, live in homes with paid off mortgages. And that's not by accident because they know if they pay it all up front, they won't be paying that, that uh, interest to the bank and our lending institution for 20, 30, 40 years, depending on well, what their uh, mortgage agreement states. And it's something they don't have to worry about. They can make repairs to the house. And um, 
the thing about it is once you have a house to pay it off, it goes into the left column, which is asset. And uh, that's the side that you want to be on. Uh, and then uh, as a result of paying off the house early, uh, at that point, you could probably retire a little bit earlier as well, because the only thing you have to pay would be the insurance and then the taxes on the property and utilities. But uh, that's small in comparison to the mortgage payment for X number of years. So um, those are some of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. And uh, some other considerations, uh, if you uh, look at what age you are right now, uh, depending on what when, window you're in, if you're in college, then it's understandable uh, to uh, see that you, don't, that you don't have the ability to save that much. If you have a scholarship, then it's a little bit different because uh, everything is paid for. And if you're not married and you don't have kids, so once you graduate from college and depending on what field you're going in, you, you can start fresh. You don't necessarily have to purchase a house, but maybe you can get an apartment uh, that's not very expensive. And uh, whatever difference you make, and you save that 15% each month, have an emergency fund, and you stay out of debt, you'll be able to accumulate wealth pretty quick. You'll be able to build wealth. And then let's say um, you about, I don't know, five years since college, like I think about myself, I was in the Air Force, and you can start investing uh, about two, $300 a month. Um, there's a 401k plan with your employer, and they're going to contribute and match whatever you put aside to save. So that tends to add up pretty rapidly. Or if you um, decide not to buy a new car and are going at dream vacation, so you won't be using all of your credit cards. So uh, just make sure you pay off your debts. Uh, say if you're at age 64, uh, if you save $200 a month at the age of 24 to age 64, 40 years, you, you'd be a millionaire pretty quickly. So uh, it's uh, an element of making that decision, having that mindset that I talked about earlier and having that money attraction, but basically living beneath your means. That, that's probably uh, the best, best thing uh, to do. So if you wanna uh, build wealth, uh, you have to still clear of debt, live below your means, and you can raise your standard of, of uh, living slowly. Uh, if you want a nice fancy car, then you can always buy one used and pay cash for it and get, um, uh, instead of a two or three bedroom apartment, get a one bedroom apartment so you can stay within your means. And then budget. Oh my God, I talked about the B word, budget. <laughs> and so you wanna have a monthly budget and uh, you want to ensure that you account for every dollar that you spend. And uh, that's on things such as food, clothing, housing, bills, and savings. And it ensures that you have the money for things that are important to you. But the key to all of it is, is to start early. And again, that comes into, takes into account having that money mindset and that attraction and visualizing yourself, not today, but in the future, uh, you can be out on that beach, you know, in, in the Caribbean or in Hawaii, wherever you choose to be. Uh, but you don't want to be doing that in the early stages because first you, you, all, you have to 
you know that you have to grow the money and let the money work for you. And uh, so it's very important that you do that. And then uh, if you decide to get married, then the numbers change a bit because uh, you have to, eventually you might have children, you have a, a mortgage, you don't want to be, uh, erode your savings and all of your retirement funds, but things change. <laughs> so you want to uh, definitely watch your housing budget. And uh, so it's very important that we start early and we stay the course when it comes to uh, generating wealth. And if you're going to invest in things uh, such as um, stocks and bonds, uh, find you a financial advisor to assist you with that so that you won't uh, lose your money uh, by not having done the research yourself. Uh, real estate is a little bit different because you can, that's pretty easy to follow. And uh, so you want to ensure that you do research on it. You're going to buy a property, uh, buy and hold, which means you're going to buy the property, have it fixed up, put some tenants in there and receive the monthly payments. And technically, uh, the a person rent, renting that from you is paying for your house. And uh, you make the repairs, you get tax write-off on that and, and other things as well. So uh, those are just some of the things when it comes to uh, building wealth. And of course you want to uh, take uh, some of that money and donate it to uh, a charitable organization because on the tax side, you can write that off uh, in terms of how much you donate. So um, that's pretty much uh, what I want to share with you all. And again, that's very important to have that, that um, health insurance, uh, have that for long-term care, uh, have this money for generational wealth purposes, to have a will written up, then an estate plan. And um, that will also help you uh, if, in, if there is an untimely death or something of that nature, and uh, you won't, won't lose everything uh, going through the probate court. And you want, want to have yourself and your family in a position where uh, they won't be in a financial bind as a result of, of you. But if they're adults, then uh, that situation is, is not as bad. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. And it was a lot, actually. I had four key items I wanted to cover, but I covered a little bit more because I wanted to give you a, a better understanding of uh, what's possible. And uh, what's possible is based on your decisions, is based on your level of uh, commitment, consistency, dedication, having that money attraction factor. Uh, and again, uh, as the mantra states, wealth is more than just money. Understanding that it also takes into to account the mental aspect, the emotional aspects, spiritual concept that goes along with money. And money is a principle uh, law. And, uh, and that law tells you that if you are attracted to it, then it will come to you. And when you give, you'll receive more in return. So there's a quite, a quite a bit more than just, oh, I'll go out here and I'll save money and I'll do uh, things that'll make me rich. But uh, one part of being rich is being able to maintain uh, that which you have. And uh, so, I want to just simply 
thank you for listening uh, to today's episode. And uh, I'll talk about this more in the future. I just want to cover those four areas with you again, really quick, uh, to not to um, break them down into four uh, key key uh, keys to building wealth. One is is getting out and staying out of debt. Number two is having a fully funded emergency fund. Number three is investing 15% of your income for retirement. And then fourth is paying off your home early. So uh, those are the things that I wanted to pass on to you. And uh, I'm definitely going to see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy podcast. And um, don't forget that you can listen to them on all of the podcasts, players such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many, many others. You can also listen on my uh, this podcast website, which is www.wealthacademypodcast.com. And I like to spell things because I want people to go to my website. It's www.wealth. Uh, A-C-A-D-E-M-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot C-O-M. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me by phone, toll free, 800-341-6719 and by email info at paulvanspeaks.com. I'll spell that too. I-N-F-O, the at symbol, P-A-U-L-V-A-N-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. My time is up. And today we talked about attracting wealth and wealth building. And I just passed out just four uh, different aspects of that. But my time is up. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy podcast. And uh, I'm going to have some amazing guest experts coming on board. And you are, you are going to love it because it, I'm bringing on some dynamite people. I mean, some very sharp people, and I know you're going to understand it. So this is it for me today. You have a great one, and I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Thank you for listening. Paul Lawrence Fan. You will find the show Check notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy Podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.